0: Sports and politics. You want to right? talk back You in the right place So take a step back Before I get all up in your face I know you got to live You know what God's mind But there's like 50 other dudes Holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard Sir, next caller, please And if I don't concur We can agree to disagree We're talking better Sports and politics
1: JT, can you hear me, my friend? We are live. Hola, como esta? Bien, bien. Hello. Can you dig it? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you, JT. Can you hear me? Yes. All right. We are live. I couldn't hear you at first. I don't know what's going on. I'm telling you, I'm in a place that's difficult to do. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fantasy Sports and Politics, Saturday edition. This is take two, so to speak. Um, we're going to cover the NFC North, and I am your host, Mr. FSP, Vic Gardner, and a place to be, along with my co-host, JTATM Money, who's always there willing to help me out and be my right-hand man, even if my right hand won't let me stand. So, you can call in. Our phone number, quiet. Our phone number is 3- Four seven six three seven three two two zero again. That number is three four seven six three seven three two two zero. If you want to jump in and talk to me or JT, we also have the chat room open. Just go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash v i c h b k and uh, get your voices heard and 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 said and played. You can also also. Uh, reach us via email. If you go to fantasy sports and politics, at onradios. dot com, that's our email address, fantasy sports and politics, at spotonradios with an s, dot com. Shoot us some information. Keep us motivated, and we'll give you great variety. Okay. Um, again, we're going to talk about the NFC North. And after we do the show and after tomorrow's show, which is the master plan, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, hosted by JT, we're going to have some great content posted for you. Uh, So stick and stay with me, boy FSP, along with JT. Let's get into something that's really, really interesting. Um, And that's the NFC North. But before we do it, I must say that this team has a problem. And that would be the Detroit Lions, because in my opinion, I do believe the Detroit Lions will be the very, very bottom of the NFC North. Now, JT might disagree with me, but what is really, really? Is that how you're going to do me? Is that how you're going to do me? You know what, JT? I, I, I can, can only... I
0: could, do... I could be worse. You want I answers? Could be worse I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth.
1: And that's what I'm telling you, JT. You can't handle the truth. I do believe that these guys are going to be the bottom of the barrel. Matter of fact, I think they're going to be so bad. I'm going to give them lemonade. Here we go. Matthew Stafford. Had a down year in 2014, but I don't think it's a sign of things to come. This is according to the scouts of Sports Illustrated 2015 Fantasy Football Preview. I disagree with some of the stuff he's saying. I, I mean, I agree with what he's saying, but I disagree with his outlook. So, um, okay, signs to come. It was his first year in a new offense, and they didn't have a good old line. He'll have better production this season. He'll definitely throw more touchdowns and be closer to the quarterback that he had been in the past. The concern with Calvin Johnson is the injuries. He missed a few games last year. His numbers are still very good. So if he's healthy, hmm, he'll be the same guy we know from years past. He'll probably not catch 120-plus balls, but there's no reason to believe he's not going to catch at least 70 and put up 1,100 to 1,200 yards. It's hard to say how Golden Tate will do this year. He ended up last year being their number one wide receiver. He caught 99 balls and had the most targets on the team. But I think the Lions are looking for a lot more uh, from their tight ends, and that could result in a decrease for Tate. They're hoping that Eric Ebron The 10th pick in the draft last year can be a bigger part of this offense. Ebron is very gifted, but I think he had a lot to learn uh, last year. There are only so many balls to go around, but the Lions are hoping that Ebron will catch 65 of those passes. Uh, I love the rookie second-round pick, Amir Abdullah. The Lions see him the way they saw Reggie Bush. They're not going to give him the ball 300-plus times, but he could carry the ball anywhere between 150 to 270 times and catch out of the backfield. He is going to be a significant part of this offense right from the beginning. Theo Riddick went to Notre Dame as a wide receiver, so he's very good at making catches out of the backfield. I couldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if he was used more extensively. Now, here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. I agree with everything this scout said but I have a totally different outcome. I look at the losses on defense. I look at the lack of production uh, from Matthew Stafford and that offensive line. They said it up front. They had a bad offensive line. I don't think that uh, the Detroit Lions are going to be anywhere near what people expect them to be, namely Jerry Taylor, because this guy, Stafford, he's going to be running for his life and they're going to have to run the ball. The health concerns about megatron are very real you know golden take came in and, and took over that number one spot because megatron missed a couple games not to mention that um they found a way to, to take him out of maybe one or two of those games um during the season teams did so you lose that you lose a productive reggie bush joy bell is good but uh he saw you saw him get uh run down at the end of last year so that doesn't bode well you lose your two starting d tackles in in dominican sue and nick Fairley. that means ziggy ansa and the rest of that defense will suffer from that yes they brought in haloti nada yes he's a good player but yes he's also older and changing a system from a three four to a four three i know he can do it but He will not be as effective as in Dominican Sue. JT, your thoughts on the Detroit Lions?
0: Um, I think they're going to be better than they were last year. But like I keep on saying that if you look at the AFC North and who they have to the opponents they have to play beside themselves, AFC North, excuse me, the AFC West and the NFC West, two tough divisions. With uh, some pretty tough defenses to, to go to go with that, and um, even though the Detroit Lions um, have all the weapons on both sides of the ball, meaning the uh, offense and defense, I think they're going to finish second—not at the bottom, but second in the division—with um, a with a disappointing record. I know some people think they're going to be uh, uh, have higher expectations than I do, but uh, I have higher expectations than Mr. FSP, to say the least.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I really think they're going to be worse than the record you're going to give them. Um, but let's go over that record right now, JT. You roll through it as you see fit.
0: Okay. At San Diego, they lose that home opener at, at San Diego. Um, then they followed up At Minnesota, the first two games on the road and first two losses in the season. Then they go home against Denver, they lose that. They go on the road again against Seattle, they lose that. So they're starting right now 0-4. And
1: And I can agree with that. I can agree with
0: that. And they're in a deep hole right now. The 0-4, and and they've lost two games. um, Excuse me. um, me. They lose that go back on the road, and the next games are losses at city the city. And at Green Bay. They The against Oakland, and the women's uh, uh, Philadelphia, and winning three for all home games. Next two games lose St. Louis and lose against New Orleans. They're on the road. Come back home against San Francisco, which they win at. And then go on the road once again against the division rival at Detroit Lions. Chicago get the division by the Chicago Bears. And then that, which comes out to a seven and nine record. That's where they see them at. that's where I see him being um, roughly second. They could be third because I've said these guys are going to be one or two games apart from each other, meaning uh, three of the four teams in this division.
1: Well, I'll tell you this, Jerry. I don't know if it was just me, but I had a lot of uh, distorted feedback from your end when you gave your record. But it doesn't matter uh, because – you're okay. wrong. They're going to be. They're going to be worse than seven and nine. Um, I really think they'll be somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, five and eleven, six and ten. Um, I need
0: you. To, I need you to speak up, man. Speak louder.
1: <laughs> really? You know I can't. You know I can't. But that's okay. That's okay. You're old. Turn your hearing aid up. Um, but I, I, I agree with you. I think they're going to come out the, the um, shoot very, very uh, slow. However, I mean, not 5-11. Not and 11. I think they're going to finish better than Chicago um, slightly. Um, no, no, I think Chicago's going to finish better than, than Detroit, mainly because Detroit's going to come out with a whole bunch of losses. Um, they have a very tough opening eight-game stretch. You know, very tough. They finish up with even tougher opponents because I think all but Oakland and San Francisco will be fighting for um for a playoff spot in their last couple games. I really think so. So to come out 0-4, possibly 0-5, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And I don't think that they're going to do very well at all so we shall see we shall see all right t a t m let's move on to another team the team that i think uh will finish slightly ahead of detroit lions only because Lucy. well i mean only because you know As I told you before, I love the things you put on this board. And this is something that this team really, and when I say really needs to do, they really need to do this. Jerry Taylor likes to put up the Beatles. He likes to put up Marvin Gaye. He likes to put up Confunction and other people
0: very diverse very
1: diverse yes he is very diverse he's a lbgt i'm just joking Um, oh boy (laughs) oh 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 boy caitlin it's okay Uh, it's okay it's okay there on me (laughs) (laughs) you went
0: there on me
1: listen oh boy let, let, let me get this over. Okay. Let me get this over. It's open,
0: it's open, open season now, brother.
1: Let's go. You let the uh, old man out of the bag now. I told you I'd get you before you get me. All right, here's the deal. This is very important because this song coming together right now applies to the Chicago Bears. New coach John Fox is going to do his formula. Run the ball and play defense. So he's going to try to put the reins on Jay Cutler. I don't think that's going to be they're possible, not. but he's going to try. Exactly. But if there's defense, if their defense, which was not very good last year, can't hold up, then Cutler is still going to have to throw the ball. Now, they have Antron Roll at safety. That's going to help because their DBs, they have Corey Fuller. He, he was an outstanding uh, DB last year, and the other cornerback did well as well, but they need help. But Alshon Jeffries has had a couple of good years in a row and I would expect him to continue like that. He's shown the ability to get deep and also to be a red zone factor. It will be interesting to see how first round pick Kevin White fares. Nowadays, they put rookies in right away. So White is going to start opposite Jeffrey. but he won't just be the run by you type of uh, receiver. An interesting player. Who they signed in the offseason is Eddie Royal. He's been a guy who, when he has had um when he's hasn't been injured, puts up some decent numbers. He's not a great receiver, but he's a solid number three who can line up on the outside on occasion. Matt Forte is twenty nine now, and with running backs, you never know when age will catch up to them. But if they run their offense the way Fox wants to, uh it will run through Forte. They brought in Jaquez Rodgers to give Forte a break in the passing situations, and they also drafted Jeremy Langford in the fourth round, who is a rotational back. He could be a factor. I don't expect Martellus Bennett to have a significant decrease in production from his 90-catch, 900-plus-yard season a year ago. Cutler has a comfort level with Bennett, and with Brandon Marshall gone, the tight ends could get more red zone looks. He's also big enough and athletic enough that they can split him out wide. Now, they need to come together in Chicago. They really do. JT, let the people know why the Beatles and the Bears are one.
0: Uh, The quarterback has been there been an issue besides well i should say just a quarterback but quarterback has put this team in very precarious position throughout the, the time he's been there um he uh is, is just that type of guy that uh why is this getting louder anyway um
1: Wow. I don't know why it gets loud. I, I really don't know why it gets loud when you're on the when you're on the mic. I really don't. I did not yeah. touch it. I did not change uh, it. I didn't. I okay. promise you.
0: No, it's okay. I'm just, no problem. Um like I said, Jay Cutler uh, has put that team in precarious positions ever since he's gotten there. Um he can put up some decent numbers, but just when you thought uh, you turned the corner with Jay Cutler, he throw that uh, um um pick that at a wrong time or fumbles the ball does, produces a turnover which puts the defense in a bad light and considering that the beat defense is not what it used to be ever since uh, uh, Erlocker Brian Erlocker and company have left there um, that defense hasn't shown uh, anything and one of the worst defenses in the league that's why John Fox was brought in uh, to change the defense, and to change the offense to be a more conservative offense to take the ball out of Jay Cutler. But because of the defensive um, inability to stop anyone, especially against the run, and that's what a lot of teams are doing now, running the football, the Bears are going to have an issue. And to me, um, they're probably going to be contending for the bottom part of the division.
1: I I know that's all you got. I know. I know. All right, so, JT, since you think they're going to be contending for the bottom part of the division as opposed – Well, I mean, I agree with you. They're going to be – I believe Detroit and Chicago will be the bottom two. I I do agree with you there. But we just disagree. disagree. Well, we disagree on where they're going to land. So, with that being said, go over the record for your Chicago Bears.
0: All right, uh, they have the first two games at home. Uh, the first one against uh, Green Bay, they lose. The second one against Arizona, which they lose. Um, then they go on the road and they go against uh, Seattle. Uh, playing two back-to-back, one home, one away, uh, NFC West opponents. At Seattle, no one wins at Seattle, and they're going to get absolutely plastered in in Seattle. They lose that. They come home uh, with the tail tucked between their head. I mean, uh, legs. And they win um, a game against Oakland. Uh, The next two games are are on the road. The first one they lose against Kansas City. The second one they lose at at the... Then they come home after the bye week, which is bye week seven. Um, And they play uh, Minnesota and they win that division game. Uh, they, they, They go back on the road for two more games. One against the AFC West San Diego Chargers, which they lose that. The other one against the NFC West. St. Louis Rams, they lose that. Uh, Then they come home and they play the uh, AFC West, the Denver Broncos, and they lose that. They go back on the road uh, against their division rival, the uh, Green Bay Packers, in in Green Bay, and lose that. Come back home for two home games, one against San Francisco, excuse me, one against San Francisco, which I think they're going to win. The other one against Washington Redskins, which I also think they're going to win. They go back on the road for another two games. The first one against a division rival at Minnesota, which they lose. And the other one, uh, the second game on the road at Tampa Bay, which they win. And the last game to round out the season, um, on a positive note, at home, they win against Detroit, which brings them to a record, which I said these two, these three teams, um, three of the four teams in the division, is going to be one or two games apart from each other. And this being uh, the Chicago Bears. I said the uh, Detroit Lions are going to be seven and nine. I think the Chicago Bears are going to be six and ten.
1: Okay. So with that being said, Mr. Taylor. Yes, sir. Talk to me. Talk to me. Why do you feel that, you know, he will be uh, or or the Bears will just not be that great? I mean, is it just because they're it. missing? For well, I, I know what you told me. What I'm saying is, is it because you feel as though Cutler issue, or is it because it's a, a dysfunctional issue?
0: Well, I well, let me put it this way, Cutler, yes, because I think if you have Cutler you have your quarterback, your offense is a little, your your offense is dysfunctional. It's just the nature of the beast. When he was in Denver, uh, I thought the the offense was dysfunctional because uh, you never know what Jay Cutler you're going to get from play to play, from half to half, from quarter to quarter, from game to game. You never know. Uh, he could implode um, halfway through the game or at the beginning of the game. You never know. Or have a, a career day. That's Jay Cutler, which is very dysfunctional for a team especially a team like the Chicago Bears, who has one of the worst defenses in the league and can't afford for a quarterback or the offense to put them in a bad situation. And and when you have a quarterback that you never know what you're going to get, um, and paraphrasing uh, um, Forrest Gump, um, then you're going to have dysfunction on the team because, quite naturally, guys are human they see the quarterback or the offense doing stupid things or giving the ball away in bad, bad field position. Uh, The defense is going to try to do their job, but they're not going to be too happy about it um, because of uh, the play of the quarterback in the offense. And that causes a lot of dysfunction and, and, um, um, finger pointing on the team. And I think that John Fox has got his hands full being in the first year. um, of his uh, coaching reign in Chicago. That's why.
1: Okay, I mean, that's understandable. I can agree with that. Uh, I just wanted to clarify for those listening because of who you said you uh, or why you said those two uh, teams are going to be where they are versus why I think they're going to be where they are. Let's move on, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to the team that I think. Will be the second best team in the NFC North. I really, really think that um this this <laughs> what I'm about to do right now is apropos for this one team. One man said, Let's get it on, and that's what AP. It's telling Minnesota. All right, listen. Ladies and gentlemen, AP's been feeling dry. He's been trying to hold back for so long, but he wants to get out on that field. And I know you feel the way he feels because he's back. According to the scouts, for the most part, Teddy Bridgewater was an efficient player as a rookie of Turner did a phenomenal job with him and cut back on some things in his offense because Bridgewater is not a big thrower. His game has to be about precision and efficiency because he's not that gifted. He will never be a top five quarterback, but he can be an effective player in the context of a multi- multi-dimensional offense. They traded for Mike Wallace, who is still a vertical receiver at his core, Turner always wants to have a speed guy, and that's what Wallace is, but Wallace is a question mark from a fantasy standpoint. They really like Charles Johnson. I like him as well. I think he's going to be a top 10 receiver. Um, the kid who who came on last year from a small school, Grand Valley State, obviously, they still have Cordero Patterson, who supposedly grew up. He'll fi- We'll find out, but if he can reach Anywhere near his athletic potential, then he'll be a starter. He's a big man who can really run. And I'm a fan of Jarius Wright, who is an overlooked slot receiver. Also, like rookie speedster Stephon Diggs, but I don't think he'll be a factor this year. If Adrian Peterson plays in Minnesota this season, which he will, ladies and gentlemen, uh, he won't be any different at all. With a year off, he'll come back really strong, all things being equal. He's going to have a really good season. I've always liked uh, Kyle Rudolph, but it hasn't worked out for him uh, numbers wise. Still, he's very talented. And now with Bridgewater playing a full year, I think he will want to throw to his tight ends. So it's very important and possible that Kyle Rudolph stay healthy and he'll have his best season. With that being said. Adrian Peterson on the field makes every last one of these Minnesota Vikings that much more valuable. Let's be honest. Matt Asiata didn't scare anybody. Jared McKinson or McKinnison didn't scare anybody. And yet, Teddy Bridgewater still found a way to make Minnesota somewhat relevant in the NFC North. With that being said, AP believes in love. And it's telling every Minnesota fan, let's get it on, baby. With that being said, JT, your thoughts.
0: My thoughts are this. And, 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 I, and I thought it was a curious move. And I really didn't like it. Um, this is the second team this guy, third team. Third team this guy's been on. I'm talking about Mike Wallace. I'm not a big Mike Wallace fan. And that news keeps going up again.
1: I it did off. not touch I didn't I didn't I, I, I'm, I'm telling, telling you fair. dude I, I
0: didn't I know I I, I, I I believe it turn I don't know why it does it but whatever anyway maybe not subconsciously don't want to hear me anyway I don't like Mike <laughs> Wallace on I don't like Mike Mike Wallace on his team I think Mike Wallace is a cancer on on any team he gets on I think he, his ability is overrated um he really wasn't all that in 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 uh pittsburgh that's why pittsburgh let him go quite naturally he never was a good fit in in uh um um miami um and and the complaint was the quarterback couldn't get him the ball well teddy bridges bridgewater's got a better team mike wallace only runs one good route and that's the nine route and that's a hit or miss route i don't like mike wallace on this team They, they got better options younger options that I think that they can develop, um, uh, and you name them, Jarius Wright, Cordero Patterson, and especially Charles Johnson. And, and those are the three guys I would depend on. Mike Wallace is a nice, sexy name, but I don't like him on this offense. And uh, um, I do like the offense. I do like North Turner. I do like Chetty Bridgewater. I think he's going to play pretty well in fantasy. I don't know if it's going to equate to enough wins for him to be uh, relevant in this division. Uh, but we'll wait and see.
1: All right. Well, I think it will. Um, I think they're going to have a way better season than I know you're about to predict them to have. Um, I believe that the number one game, first game of the season, will be a calling card for those that will be playing Minnesota. It will be AP left, AP right, AP up the middle, then a dump-off pass to Kyle Rudolph, and maybe an a intermediate pass to Charles Johnson, and then AP goes in for the touchdown. I think that's the formula. Um, as I expressed to you earlier, I do believe that Bridgewater is just like Troy Aikman with a little bit more athleticism. Not a big arm, but very good decision maker. So North Turner is going to unleash the beast, so to speak, and we'll see what happens. All right, JT. Um, I already know what I have these guys at. Let the people know what you have. The Minnesota Vikings finishing at.
0: Okay, uh, let me run down the schedule and I give you what they what I think they're going to be. Um, the they open up the season against uh, San Francisco in San Francisco on Monday night. I think they lose that. They come back home uh, to play two games. One against a division rival, which is the uh, next game, which is Detroit. They win that. Uh, they play the San Diego Chargers. I think they lose that game. They go back on the road against another AFC West team in the Denver Broncos and lose. They come back home off of a bye week, which is bye week five, which is early in the season, which is not very uh, advantageous for them, but it's 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 early enough in the season. They may be able to deal with that. Uh, week six, they play a home game against Kansas City I give them the win because of the bye week and, and having the to uh, um, uh, game plan against Kansas City for two weeks. Um, then they go back on the road against the division two division rivals, and they lose both of those, first against Detroit, second against uh, the uh, Chicago Bears. They come back home to play the St. Louis Rams, which, which is a tough defense, but I think because they're playing home and St. Louis is playing on the road um, that they win that game. Um, they go back on the road again against uh, the Oakland Raiders, Uh, Oakland was supposedly going to be improved, but I think they can pull a win out there against the Raiders. Um, Then they come back home, uh, play another division rival, which is the Green Bay Packers. They lose that. On the road again, they go to uh, Atlanta and lose that. Come back home and play the uh, runner-up in the Super Bowl, uh, um, the Seattle uh, Seahawks, and lose that game. Then they go back on the road and play another NFC West team. Against the Arizona Cardinals in in, uh, um, the desert and lose that, come back home and play two home games. First against the uh, rivals, uh, division rivals, the Chicago Bears. They win that. They play the next game against the uh, New York Giants, which they more or less the the Minnesota Vikings for the for the most part have the uh, Giants' um, number and and play very well against the Giants over the years, and they win that home game, and then they finish out the season on the road against a division rival at Green Bay and lose that. I give them a record of that's, com- that's comparable to the Chicago Bears at 6 and 10.
1: And, again, I disagree with you. I give them a 8 and 8, 9 and 7 record, uh, which is markedly better from what they were last year. Not much better, but uh, somewhat better. Now, the only reason why I don't give them more than a nine wins is because, as you stated, JT, they're going to uh, face the, the, the AFC West, and that's rough. The, and the NFC the, West. A, yes, and the NFC West. And there are no slouches in either division. Um, Oakland's coming on in the uh, AFC West. And San Fran, yep. even though I think they're going to suck this year, are still a formidable opponent. So uh, that's why I don't give them more than nine wins. But I think it's better than a six and 10 record you have them uh, listed as. But we'll see what happens. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take this to the final team of this division. And only because Jerry says something like this that Mike Singletary says, I want winners. I'm going to play a very, very apropos set of music. Here's the deal. These guys rule the roost of the NFC North, and they may even rule the roost of of other areas, but the NFC North is their game of thrones let's get it barring injury aaron Rodgers will put up big numbers he always completes 65 to 66 percent of his passes and he doesn't throw many interceptions he is always a threat to run and when he does take off he's effective last year was a little bit of a aberration because he got hurt but i don't see any reason this year uh will be any different from previous years Green Bay has a deep receiving core. In his eighth season, Jordy Nelson will continue to deliver quality numbers. They are re-signed... Excuse me. They re-signed Randall Cobb who had more slot targets, more slot catches, and more slot touchdowns than any receiver in football last year. I expect Devontae Adams to improve after having his a year under his belt. He'll stay on the outside as the... ah And has the ability to be a productive third receiver rookie third round pick ty montgomery out of stanford is an interesting player who can line up in the backfield at times very much like uh, randall cobb Uh, they see all their receivers as versatile chess pieces that they can move around eddie lacy only ran the ball 246 times last year he's a tough physical inside power runner that's his game I'm not sure he can carry the ball 300 plus times. And in this offense, that's not what they want him for anyway. I expect his numbers will be very similar to what they were last season. He'll have about 11 to 1200 yards and he'll get into the end zone from the tight end position. And if Jerry doesn't have a man crush, because you know what happened to Michael Finley, he's nowhere to be found. Richard Rogers could surprise in his second season. He has, he, um, uh, has very good athletic ability so he has a chance as a receiver he should improve from his 20 catches of last season now mr taylor as this game of thrones plays tell the people what you think about your green bay packers do well,
0: I think I'll be my Green Bay Packers. I, I, it's just another team to me. You know what my team is. Anyway. Yeah, the Jets. And, 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 you and
1: your know, team's know, the Jets. I'm sorry.
0: Nothing, <laughs> nothing You know. You no. Know. No. Get over it. Get over it. It's been four years now. Get over it.
1: Okay. I can't. Uh, Go ahead. Anyway,
0: yeah, I, know, I know that. You, you're going to keep harping on it, and I'm just going to have to keep reminding you. And when the next time they uh, happen to meet, they met last week, last year, and and and, and I, I, I took some money. Uh, and they won't meet this year, but if it was to happen, I would take some more money. So it is what it is. Anyway, um, keep
1: it going. Let's keep us talk it about moving. The Green Bay
0: Packers. Green Bay Packers are going to be the uh, uh, class of the, of the, this division. Uh, you talk, you spoke on it about the uh, offense and how they run the ball effectively. And the running the ball more, and how they have so many. Here we go with that music again. Um, cut it. I and, didn't and Then we have it. the. Uh, <laughs> I know that. I know that. And then we have the um, uh, receiving core that um, is so relevant in many of fantasy uh, um, playoff teams and championship teams, including the quarterback. So. I can't see any reason other than Aaron Rodgers being hurt and being hurt for a substantial amount of time that the Green Bay Packers cannot repeat as division champs and be a strong contender to go to the Super Bowl in 2015-2016 season.
1: All right, with that being said, JT, I think we're going to agree on the record, um, just who they're playing is where uh, or who the wins come from is where we're going to disagree so with that said have at it at your schedule
0: okay schedule starts off with them opening up on a sunday night or sunday i should say uh sunday afternoon against the chicago bears in chicago where they get their first win of the season out of the way and against a division rival then they're going to meet one of their arch nemesis they always have good games against seattle uh, uh, seahawks and they're playing in, in green bay on an eight eight uh, thirty on a Sunday night, uh, which I think they're going to win that. They come back against the Kansas City Chiefs at home on a Monday night, um, and and beat the Kansas City Chiefs on that Monday night. Aaron Rodgers loves Monday night football. Then um, they go against their another uh, uh, d- tough opponent that they've always played played against, uh, and at, on the road in San Francisco, and they win that. Uh, this is going to be a continuing trend for the next couple of games. They play the next games, two games home against St. Louis. They win that. Against San Diego, they win that. So they start the season off before they get to their bye week, which is a bye week seven, with six wins. Um, before And after the bye week, things turn a little gray for them. Uh, they go on the road against Denver and lose. Um, and then the next following game, they go against uh, uh, Carolina again on the road, which Carolina plays extremely well and has a very good defense uh, on the road uh, in Carolina on the, at home against Carolina and, and uh, Carolina beats them in Carolina. So they, they have two more, two losses there. They go back on the, uh, um, uh, they, they stay at home. Uh, they, I mean, they go back home and play Detroit. They win that they uh, uh, go on the road against uh, Minnesota. A they win that come back home, win against Chicago, go back on the road again. Um, uh, it's, this is a crazy schedule because they they play four games and all all division rivals uh, from November to the um first weekend in december they play all division rivals detroit at home like i said they they win that um they go on the road against uh, minnesota they win that they play chicago at home they win that and uh, round off um the, this run of division rivals at Detroit where they lose that, come back home against playing a, a, a Dallas Cowboy team that's going to want to make a statement, especially against uh, one of the teams that they're going to contend with the in, in the NFC. Uh, and they win that at home. Uh, they go on the road against Oakland. They win that. Uh, lose at Arizona, uh, an NFC West team, and then they finish off against the last division rival, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, and they win that. Which comprises their uh, record of 11 and 5.
1: Okay. 11 and 5. I disagree with the Carolina one and maybe one other one, but that's okay. It's not a big deal. Uh, I do agree they might be 11 and 5, 12 and 4. So I'm not going to split hairs with you on that. Um, but the, well, here's that's, the that's one. That's good question. to know. That makes, that makes <laughs> me feel
0: lot better, Mister FSP.
1: That you agree? <laughs> why are you so divisive? Oh my God, so divisive! Anyway, why are you, why are you so passive? Is it because where you're at?
0: <laughs> really,
1: really? It's okay. All right, LBGT, I got you. Um, at any rate, at any rate, at,
0: at, at least, at least I can voice my opinion as loud as I want. <laughs>
1: Hey, Caitlyn Jenner, be quiet. Be quiet, Caitlyn. Uh, right.
0: I can speak out. <laughs> speak up. Whatever. I can't hear you.
1: <laughs> Whatever. At any rate, ladies and gentlemen, that will wrap it up for our... Say what? That, shut up, Jerry. <laughs> that will wrap it up for our NFC North breakdown and predictions. On next week's episode, uh, we will attack the NFC South. Let's put some dirty South in your mouth. Um, and we're going to talk about uh, whatever's going on in the world of sports for that week. Uh, we have some NBA signings we can get to. But before we do that today, we're going to talk real quickly about the UFC uh, 189 card that's going on. And that's Conor McGregor versus Chad Mendes and Robbie Lawler versus Rory McElroy. I get hey, it. There I are other fun. fights. No, uh, but I'll let, you, I'll let you get in in a second. Let's get in a second. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen this card does not seem like it's going to be exciting to me at all other than the the two main events and i'm a proponent of it matter of fact i'm going to uh draftkings.com uh through the spotonradios.com site clicking on those banners and and creating my mma fantasy group because uh, I, i like mma and i play it and fanduel is a supporter of this show or this network, so I'm going to go there, Um, and and I encourage you to go there, too. That's spotonradios.com. Click on any DraftKings banner, and uh, first-time users, you get some free stuff, but everybody else, click on it, load up, and play, have fun. Uh, With that being said, uh, JT, say what you're going to say before I talk about Chad Mendez and the others. All right,
0: 28-0. Anybody know what 28-0 is or it, what, rep, what it represents? Uh, I don't think so. It represents the consecutive match wins that Venus Williams has um, over the last 79 days. And I want to congratulate her because earlier today uh, in England, overseas, she won her sixth. Wimbledon title, um, uh, winning over a, and I watched this match, it was a very good match uh, with an up and rising star, and, and Gabrini uh, uh from Spain. Uh, just remember that name because I think if she ever matches with Venus again, it's going to be another good rematch, and she's going to be uh, um, someone to be reckoned with in the future. But th- the reason why I want to say it is Venus won her consecutive not consecutive, her sixth Wimbledon title, um, 21 majors. She's won, uh, which is two behind um, um, Steffi Graf, And uh, she's num- number two in, in women's uh, tennis of winning majors. And um, that's all I wanted to say about that. Congratulations to Venus for winning her sixth uh, Wimbledon, Wimbledon t- title. And uh, she hasn't lost uh, in, in – over a year so
1: yeah that's about right you know venus is is a spectacular uh tennis player and hopefully um as she hits i think she's 31 Three. something like that 33 because yeah yeah uh, serena which are talking that, about serena not, so that, and what, and... It's
0: serena
1: not venus serena not venus by the way
0: yeah, Serena. Did I say Venus? I meant Serena. Yeah, Serena is, is, is. I'm sorry, Serena uh, is is uh, 33 years old, and that's that's
1: old um, for a tennis player.
0: Old, old for a tennis player, yes. But she's she's still got it.
1: Yeah, because because Venus is 36, if I'm not mistaken, and she's still playing, yes. but she's not at the same level yes. as her younger sister. Um. So not yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I have no problem with, with that. Um, now, what we need to get to is MMA. Chad Mendez versus uh, Conor McGregor for the interim. Uh, uh, Jesus, welterweight. Not welterweight. Um, uh, Featherweight. Oh Featherweight, man. Man.
0: Featherweight. Featherweight, man. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. Featherweight title. Um, now, this happens because Jose Aldo. Um, Pick up. who is who is the champion shut up jerry uh had to uh bow out of the fight due to injury now josie has not lost since he's been in the ufc but he's also had to bow out of several uh fights in the past and um being the champion you know this was a very much hyped up and aldo so dana white and Zufa decided, well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get an interim title until, you know, Josie can come back and defend his title. So he, they took the number one and number three contenders and squared them off because McGregor did not get hurt. He, by all right, um, he was already set to get a title fight, so they kept him in the fight. Chad Mendez is the number one ranked what?
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold what? up. So these what? guys are going to these guys are going to fight for the interim title. They're not going to be a, the the official featherweight champion because this other guy is not fighting.
1: Correct. Just like when Floyd so, yeah. Mayweather, just like Floyd May- Mayweather, just got stripped of his WBC title, and they gave it they gave it to Bradley. No one fought for any type of title. They just gave it to Bradley. But we're not on that subject right now. <laughs> we well, we're talking about and
0: as UFC we're talk we're talking about this, this that, that's not right man come on you got to fight for the title this guy this, this guy decides this guy to bow out all these fights so this guy what would he he decided to take hiatus or something
1: no 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 he he keeps getting injured He what? uh there he got injured he he gets injured during training
0: okay so if he got he so so how the hell because he got injured that they're going to fight for a title that this guy holds and and give the title to to interim until this guy comes back healthy that doesn't even make any sense well that doesn't make any sense
1: actually it does it does because um what happens is he's the champion regardless and until he loses the title he's going to be the champion now if it comes to the point where he retires because of all of his injuries then then that interim title is removed from whoever wins this fight uh but the way mma is or at least the ufc is you have to um lose your belt in order to be considered no longer the champion um I understand they don't that. just I they don't just take it from you me. and give it to somebody else like they do in boxing I understand.
0: I understand that. that. that That's why I'm asking you: Why fight for an interim title? That's like an empty title. It's really, really don't mean nothing. It's just well, another fight.
1: Yeah, Give me a
0: it break. is. Yeah, I mean, BS.
1: Well, and the, people well, buy into it, that. But the deal is this: the deal is this, Jerry. A champion needs to be there, and you can strip Josie of the title, but at the same time did he actually lose it at any fault of his own? Yeah, you trained and, and you get hurt incident. you know. Like like oh what they did, God. okay, I'll explain it. to you this way. I'll explain to you this way. Just like when Roy Jones, not Roy Jones, John Jones just got in trouble, right? They stripped him of his well, he, title. He, he, well, that, that's different.
0: That's different. That's different, Victor, because that's something that um he could avoid it, okay? When you get hurt, it's not like you can avoid something like that. You don't plan on getting hurt. You get hurt and you get injured, you can't fight until you get healthy again. So, why have an interim title fight? That's just, you know, that, that, that's just a Because money you don't have for, well, for people.
1: I wouldn't say that. I, I would, would say.
0: There's no way. Say, you know, listen, there's no way.
1: But, Jerry, I, I would I'd be say pissed off
0: if, if I was a UFC
1: oh fan, God, which I'm not,
0: and I have somebody who, who's going to fight for an interim featherweight title not because uh, of a title fight, and it's interim, meaning you're going to hold on to this title until the ch- real champ comes back after being
1: hurt. And then you unify. The makes
0: no sense.
1: No, because no, you unify. You, 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 but you can well, unify hey, when, hey, hey, hey. that, when yeah, the champ comes back. That's I, what
0: happens.
1: That's what I'm telling you what happens. You can unify when he
0: comes back. That's what they do, back That's what
1: they do. You miss it up. You're missing the point. I know what, what you're saying. saying. I know this, what you're
0: saying. Why have this interim title fight and, and give this give this person and the people who are watching this? Oh, now this guy is the quotation marks interim featherweight champion, but he's really not the he's really not the champion. But we're just waiting for the champ to come back so we can get this guy who's the interim champion to fight the real champ to see who the real championship. A champion is versus waiting, waiting for the champ to come back. Well, that has the Jeff? number one contender oh fight, uh, fight fight the champ, and then we can find out who who who's the real champ and get rid of all this BS and garbage of an interim title. Give me a break.
1: Okay, here's the deal, Mister Taylor. Uh, it works this way: you have to have a fighting champion. So if everybody everybody in to. that division listen 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 to what i'm saying everybody in that division they're fighting not just for a paycheck they're fighting to become champion i'll use randy couture who what? was the world heavy- who was the world heavyweight champion in ufc he and right? and the organization had issues he did not defend his title for 3 years so how is that how is that fair and and that's what they did but once the dispute once the dispute between he and zufa ended he had to defend his title versus brock lesnar because uh brock lesnar was the number one guy at the time and uh randy had decided okay well he's going to end his contract with with zufa so and that's when brock unified the titles okay and okay. Uh, but well, for the they, three years, for three years, the person that was an interim champion was labeled as the champion because you did not know when um, when Randy was going to come back. Now, in this case with Josie, uh, Josie's injury is like a four month injury, four or five month injury. Right. So okay, that's by different. The in- different. But but that's what I'm saying. He's he's that's been different. so injured. He's been injured so much. That it's caused them to decide okay well look we're gonna have a title fight we're gonna give an interim title to uh whoever wins yeah. this fight and then when josie yeah. is healthy at the end of the year if he's able to do it they will unify the belts if it ends up being the case just like with randy couture whereas he can't then that interim title becomes the you know the the regular title so you know, with that being said, we got about, what, three minutes left alive. I know you're a hater. you you rather them do like they did to, to Mayweather. No. And, and, and on this one, no. I, I have Mayweather's no. back. No. They shouldn't have stripped the title you, you from him.
0: Right. You get a round robin of guys that are fighting for the number one title. Uh, and, and, and you can you can prolong that until this guy a in the featherweight it. division and, and gets, gets himself together. And then you can fight but, this guy for the title.
1: But but that's not, not fair infamous. to the guy. That's BS.
0: But that's, that's not BS. fair to
1: the guy. Listen, that's not fair to the guy that fought his way all the way to the number one title contention spot to tell him, okay, look, yeah, you're number one, but now we're going to put you in a tournament uh, until we can find out uh, when Josie's going to come back. So you might lose that dag on number one title. Uh, Contending spot that's because all him. of whatever, but
0: if he's Mr. worthy, if he's worthy of it, he'll, he'll win it. If he's worthy Mr. of it, he'll, he'll, he'll go it. He'll go there and, and win it. But to, to, to somebody, go ahead, man. I'm sorry.
1: Thank you, Mister Taylor. I I understand you dislike it, but boxing sucks. MMA is better. So with that being said, this fight between Conor McGregor and. Uh, <laughs> You just want me to get loud with you. I know what you're doing. You're you're a baiter. I'm not gonna let you do it. Um, but this fight between Conor McGregor and um, and Mendez Chad Mendez should be a very exciting fight because they both like to throw and they both are very good uh, tacticians. However, um, I think the better fight, I think the better fight is going to be for the welterweight title, which is the champion Robbie Lawler. Going against Rory McElroy. Uh, Not Rory McElroy. Rory McDonald. Uh, McDonald. McDonald,
0: man. McDonald. I'm looking at
1: it. I can see that. Trying to get him to be loud. But at any rate, uh, McDonald is the heir apparent to GSP. And, uh, you know, Robbie Lawler has improved over the years and is an exciting and very talented artist. Yes knockout artist, but he can he can wrestle you too he can do a lot um so this this should be a very good fight but mcdonald is very boring he can fight you many different ways so this fight is that mcelroy is going to try very dull wrestle you against the the cage boring fight and robbie being the champion you know he's going to be like, okay, fine. You're not going to win my title that way, but I'm still going to try to knock you out. So I think that's going to be the case in that fight. With that being said, I'm picking um, Conor McGregor and I'm picking Robbie Lawler in both title fights. Um, only so thing, have, the
0: only thing worth watching is a, t- is a title fight that is a real title fight, not
1: interim. Oh, my, give oh my God. Give me a break. This, interim. This is okay. Okay, old guy, old guy radio. Now, uh, before we go, God. I want uh, Jerry to tell everybody what he's going to be covering um, tomorrow on the Master Plan at 10 a.m. Money, <laughs> uh,
0: money, money grab, man. That's all it is, the money grab, just to make some money. Uh, I can't I can't hate him for that, but enter <laughs> him. <laughs> anyway, tomorrow, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Master Plan, where I will be the host. I will be breaking down the top 25, excuse me, top 25 quarterbacks as I see it in fantasy. After um, I um, give you what my rankings are from 120 or 25 to th- number one, they will be posted come Monday morning on the uh, website, which Victor will be giving you. Um, um, and then we, next week after uh, Sunday, uh, next week will be uh, wide receivers. Um, and then I am plan to get rid of all, no, I shouldn't say get rid of, do all my fantasy rankings by the end of uh, the month. And then uh, you can go into August, uh, if you want to use my rankings, to uh, do your drafting in your August drafts. That's how I see it right now.
1: All right. So, as Jerry said, all that information will be posted at spotonradios.com under our uh, title, Fantasy Foxhole. Go there. You'll interim get to see title. the prediction. <laughs> the title that I have for us, for our fantasy league, will not be an interim title. It'll be for the champion of the year. And it's it's nice. It's nice. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you get a chance, interim check title. out, be quiet. Check out UFC 189 uh, along you with Do it if you want to watch any, the
0: interim title fight.
1: Also, Jerry, you're killing me. Also, uh, you can come back here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K to um, listen to any shows that are archived here. But streaming 24-7, 365, spot on radios. You'll hear this show. You'll hear the crew show. You'll hear the master plan. And... This upcoming football season, I will be hosting the Extra Point. All right? So stick and stay with me, it's your boy, FSP, along with JT18Money, right here on Saturday's edition, Fantasy Sports and Politics. We do what we do because we do it for you all day, every day. And, JT, you're not going to make me get loud because I'm just a great guy. There is
0: no interim in any of the information (laughs) we give you. There is no interim. It's it's real. It's real. No interim. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no interim. There is no interim. But Jerry, you are your character today. Title. All right, ladies and gentlemen. You got anything else you want to say before we go off there, other than berating the UFC's decision?
0: Watch the Lawler and McDonald fight. That's a real fight for a real title title, not the <laughs> Chadman. Desert and Conor McGregor fight,
1: which is interim
0: <sighs> featherweight title fight. Give me a break. Interim.
1: But it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. Yes. Yes. All right. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, for JT, it's me, Mr. FSP. We're out of here. Ya.
0: Fantasy Sports and yes. run it, run it. You want to talk back? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live, you know what God's mind. But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We're talking better than this box